Okay, let's get started with Parsha's Truma, Tavshin Ayin Vav. Uh, as we start the Parshios, already last week we started with the uh, Halachos and Mitzvos types of Parshios. Last, year, last week we already had at the end of Mishpatim a little bit of Maimad Arsinai, but now we have Truma and Tetzaveh. The four parshios of the Mishkan. As we know, Machlokas Rashi and the Ramban, when exactly these uh, stories took place. Did Kisisa happen before Parshas Truma, which is Rashi Shita, in Muktum Amu'ucher Batora, the story of the Egel and the Mishkan as a tikkun for the Chaita Egel? Or like the Ramban says, no, that the Mishkan is a Hemshech, is a continuation of the experience of Maimon Harsinai, not just to have a one-time event. In, on Harsinai, but to have divine revelation throughout our lives, traveling with us throughout the Midbar, and ultimately in Yerushalayim, that is the Mishkan, an exact continuation of, of, uh, of Harsinai. So, we start off with a small thought from this, in the Sefer Lehis Aneg, in the name of the Beis HaLevi. It's quoted in the name of the Beis HaLevi, why Truma is right after Mishpatim, especially if one might say, according to Rashi, which Kisisa should be before Truma, What's the message? Why does the Torah juxtapose putting Parshas Mishpatim right before Parshas Truma? Muva b'shem abeis alevi she Parshas Truma bal acher Mishpatim lelamdenu shein erech letruma she magia mimamot she hiskabel lo alpi Mishpatei haTorah. If you want to give it Truma, it has to be through Mishpat. Meaning, it's got to be straight yashar through just legal means in order for them to be able to give it Truma. Or else, chas v'shalom, one can have and be involved in a mitzvah haba'a ba'avera. The message being, we can't just use our mitzvahs to cover up our previous faults, our previous averas. We have to make sure our mitzvahs are pure and not just uh, using something that came from negative, from negative sources. Then he quotes from uh, Rav Naiman the following story. Pam boila Yehudivi Siperli. One time there was a Jew that came and told me that a chalamoit sukkas yashav v'no yachad in Kfutas Avrechem Bisukaso, there was a whole gathering in the Sukkah, and it was a very spiritual experience. They were singing and Zmiros, amazing. They were having spiritual highs in the Sukkah. They were having amazing times in the sukkah and spiritually uplifted. The problem was that there was an elderly man that lived up above the sukkah that was bothering him and he was having trouble sleeping. So the older man who was trying to sleep upstairs, he couldn't outdo their uh, singing and their divrei Torah and the noise. So he poured some water from up top, to get their attention, to make them to think, hello, I'm here. And my son, my son, screamed up from him, from the sukkah, what are you doing? We're having Maimon Arsinai in the sukkah here. We're having the, we're the nene, what kind of chutzpah is that, pouring water on our sukkah? There's shechina here. And the man says to Rav Naiman, Rav Yaakov Naiman, Isn't my son awesome? Isn't my son? My son recognizes when there's And Rav Yaakov Naiman says, I'm sorry to say, but your son is misguided. You think there's really Hasra Sashchina there? 
Where you're stepping on the toes of an elderly individual who's trying to rest upstairs. Do you think there's Hashras Hashchina there where somebody is ruining the moments of a fellow Jew? That's not where Hashras Hashchina exists. Mitzvah Gedola. Lismoach Beregel. Uluzamer Bishvachim Lashem. It's a tremendous mitzvah to sing and to talk Divrei Torah. But not at the expense of someone else. That's what we call, said Reb Naiman, a mitzvah haba'a ba'avera. And therefore we have to guard and watch over, as the Bali Musr say, yifashpesh and yimashpesh v'masav. We have to make sure we're doing mitzvos, and then even within our mitzvos, we have to make sure they're pure and pristine and not being mafria, not ruining or stepping on anyone else's uh, toes at the time. So that's the mishpatim. If it's with mishpat, then one could give a truma. Otherwise, so then it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have that significance. Okay. So now let's go back to the beginning of the parsha. Hashem el Moshe Lemar. Hashem says to Moshe, Daber b'nei Yisrael. Tell b'nei Yisrael v'yichuli truma, and they will take for me a truma. A lot has been said about v'yichuli, not v'yitznuli, not that they will give me, but they will take for me. Almost every phrase in this uh, pasuk requires elaboration. Every person whose heart has uh, voluntarily felt to give, tikhu take. As if there's a, there's a balance between the voluntary and the taking. The yikhuli truma, but it still has to be, still has to be an adav. Says the Ketushas Levi, This is the first time after Maimon Harsinai, that Moshe Rabbeinu is told, Daber Bnei Yisrael. A phrase that he will hear often in his lifetime. But this is the first time we have post Maimon Harsinai, by Daber Hashem Moshe Leymar, Daber Bnei Yisrael. Tell Bnei Yisrael the following. Says the Ketusha Slavi, maybe it's emphasizing something to Moshe Rabbeinu, that he had to take with him throughout his life, especially, I might add, after being on the mountain, for 40 days and 40 nights, not being near anyone. Maybe it's 120 days of being on the mountain, assuming it's after the Yom Kippur, and after that, that's when the Mishkan's collection started. So Moshe Rabbeinu has been in heaven by himself, away from all other human beings, for a very long time. So what's the message? Says the Ketushas Levi, Yesh Lomar, source number two, Dine Khan Matsinu, Shaamar Hashem Moshe Dabel Bade Yisrael, Vizeo Pamri Shon, Achar Matan Torah, Shenechtav Dabel Bade Yisrael. It's the first time. What's the message of this phrase? Ach Yeshlomar, Diadua, Damurabosenu, Chazal Telas, Bahadi Man, Dereshlokish, Mishtoi, Havi Yevehinale, Iska, Below Sahadi. The Gemara has a phrase that Anyone who Reish Lakish used to talk to, you could trust that he is a Neman individual. Reish Lakish wouldn't talk to you, wouldn't talk to a person who was not a Neman, who was not someone who you could trust in business. And therefore, anyone who Reish Lakish talks to, you could do business with him even below Saad, even without witnesses. What's the message of that? Im Hamon Am, the tzaddik guards who he frequents. Who does the tzaddik hang out with? Who does the tzaddik spend his time with? So Reish Lakish was careful who he spent his time with. 
כשאדם מדבר עם בני אדם המונים, יכולים להפסיק אוסו מתווכס השם יסברך. It could be that if there is a person who is going to cut me off in how far they are, not just in a parav way, but let's say in an anti-way, in terms of how they feel about Torah and mitzvot, it's somewhat dangerous. And one has to be very careful about how they go about it. So, says the Kedushas Levi, when a person is b'daber b'nei adam hamonim, they could cut off from my dveikus. Zulas im zeha adam yachol lehisromeim al yedei dibur tzadik. But, if the tzadik knows that the person that I'm going to be with can be uplifted through my being with them, and that is my goal, and that is what I'm trying to do, by being with a person who is not yet connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the way that I am, so then the tzaddik should, the tzaddik is allowed and should, try to be mashpia and try to uplift. Just the opposite. Through talking and through being with him, that will be how I bring him up. And that's exactly what Reish Lakish did. We know Reish Lakish, where he was and where he came to. He was careful who he spoke to. But if he was saw the potential, he saw that this person could be uplifted through his talk, and he's such a naman person that he might have that attitude. As once he talked to him, it must be that person has the potential, and you could do business with him. Said the Gemara. Right, we know this from Aaron Cohen already. Aaron Cohen, how did he bring? Bring people closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Oevas Abrios and Makarvin LaTorah says the Mishnah in Perek Yavos, and there are different Chazals exactly how he did that. One Chazal that he went and said each one wants to apologize to the other one, but Rashi quotes on Perek Yavos a different idea. He just befriended a person. When Aaron Akohen became your friend, then all of a sudden we became uplifted. Because what Aaron's friendly with me, does he know what I do in my free time? I better change my ways. I better. I better. Uh, Act in a certain way. If I'm Aaron's friend, so then I better act like Aaron's friend. And Aaron, just by automatically going over to someone and being close to them, automatically was able to bring them up, bimaromeim, o magbia, the people involved. With all that background, says the Kedushas Levi, that's the message to Moshe Rabbeinu. Kedush Baruch Hu says, Moshe, I know you've been on the mountain. And I know, Chet Egel, and we tried this, and you achieve forgiveness for them. So you might say, you know, I'm going to go down, but I can't. I can't be with them. Yeah, he even put his tent outside the machina, as we know. But there are times that Moshe Rabbeinu had to be with us. And Hashem said, I'm telling you something to tell them. Daber al Yisrael. Moshe, you could speak to them. You could uplift them. You could raise them up. That's what you're there for. Right, they went back to their zuama as the as Alpi Kabbalah or even the Gemara says that the uh, after the after the zuhama that went into our nishamis from Adam and Chava, we lost that by Mamad Ar Sinai. We became totally purified, and then we got it back by the Chet Egel. So what's Moshe thinking? I'm going to be involved with these people. 
Az haya Moshe misyarelu daberi mahem. Lezebo hatzibim eis Hashem isbarach. Hashem says, Moshe, daber b'nei Yisrael. That's your job. That's what a leader is. And we all are leaders in our own way. We have to do what we can. On the one hand, we have to be careful who we spend time with. If it's somebody, if there is a chevra, which is pernicious for my neshama, which is dangerous, I have to be very careful how much time and what I do with them. But if there is a potential receiver of my kedusha, if there's someone who I could raise up, whether it's a co-worker, whether it's a, a child, whatever it is, a friend, then I have to do my best to be like Moshe Rabbeinu, Dabel B'nai Yisrael. We have to get off our Harsinai and we have to go and raise up our fellow Jew to have the same dveikus that we are feeling. Okay, moving right along. So we have the Mishkan. The, stu- the structure of the Mishkan and we, Beth Hashem, have touched on all different kalim in the past. So first let's talk about the materials. V'zos ha'shum asher tikhu me'itam this is the truma. Take from them, Moshe. Zav, kesef, nechoshes. All types of metals. Gold, silver, copper, tcheles, argamon, talashani, sheish ve'izim. Any material you can think of is on this list. Oros elim adamim, oros tchashim, atzeishitim. All different materials, all different types of money. Why did we need so many different types of materials? Why not just gold? Gold and silver, every single material is listed. Hashem really needs every material in the Mishkan. The Mishkan wouldn't be complete without every single element, every single garment, every single thread that was in the in, uh, on the Urios. What exactly is the message? Why so many? Says the Drash Vahayin, Drash Vahayin of Aaron Lewin. Says the Hadrash Vahayun, I thought we know, but we have to remember it. Like so many things in life, it's not the content of what we gave that was important to Akadish Baruch Hu. He didn't really care so much what we gave. What does he need any of this for? Special stones and gold and silver. Hashem really needs it. He gave it to us in the first place. As we say in English, it's the thought that counts. What does that mean? It means that you thought of me. You gave me something, so you thought of me. It doesn't matter what it is. It's a little nothing. When, a, when, a, when a, uh, a spouse buys their spouse something else, not that that's be expensive, but it just shows that there was thought involved. It shows that I value you and I, I take out time and I give something. It's not the content, but it's the giving. Says the Rav Drashu Ian, that was the Mishkan. Hashem didn't really need anything from us. It's the giving itself. That's what's important. 
If Hashem takes something valuable, something that people love and desire, and I gave something that's valuable to me away, that shows what I think about Shamayim. That shows what I think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what I show. Ki avas Hashem charusa. It is engraved. Ushmura bilvavo. Vidvar Hashem yakar beinav mikesav charutz. If I give something so valuable and I give it away, that shows I love something more valuable than the item that I'm giving away. Vaos ahava hazeh nechbar haya beinayamakom. And that is very precious in the eyes of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Why are there so many? We'll see why. Because there are different types of people with different desires and different ritzonos. But before we get there, he quotes from the Al-Sheikh HaKadosh. There are only a few people in history that merited having a HaKadosh after their name. The Shlo HaKadosh, the Al-Sheikh HaKadosh, the Arizal. So the Al-Sheikh is one of them, one of the greats in Svat at the time of the Arizal. Says the Al-Sheikh, quoting a Pasuk in Shira Shirim, in Paragimel, Apirion Asalo HaMelech Shlomo, Me'atzei HaLevanon, a, a, an apirion, a, a, a wonderful chair, uh, was given to, or a present was given by Shlomo HaMelech from the wood, Amudav, Asa, Kesef, Fidaso, Zahav, etc. Ratsuf Ahava, Mi Benos Yerushalayim. It was coated with the love, Mi Benos Yerushalayim. What does that mean? Again, Shir Hashirim is a love song between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's being described here? Says the Alshech, Ki HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Melech Shalom Shalom. So Rashi quotes at the beginning of Shir Hashirim. Shir Hashirim Hashir L'Shlomo, Melech Shalom Shalom. Asolo Apirion, Klomer HaMishkon, the Apirion, the special place. This Pasuk is alluding to the Mishkan. Me'atzei alavanon, out of wood. Ubo kol kliyakar. The kliyakar, every beautiful, precious vessel is in the Mishkan. Zav, Argaman. But what's the root of it all? After all of these items are listed, Ratsuf Ahavami Benos Yerushalayim. Hashem loves it. Why is there going to be Ashras Hashchina there? Because there's Avas Hashem there. Where Hashem sees that we give to Him, He sees, He wants to have His presence there. When you're beloved, when you know you're loved, so then you want to be in the place where you are recognized and you are beloved. That's why we need that's why, that's what the Pasuk means. The Mishkan is full of love. It's full of expressions of love. And now that's why, says the Joshua Ian, why we needed every single material. Because different people like different things. I need everybody to give something that's valuable to them. This is valuable? Give it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hinei, line 20. Lo anashim shavim Not everybody likes the same things. Right, we have it by food. Somebody loves this and somebody hates this. And the opposite with another food. And then you have items. Somebody loves it, somebody says, oh, that's silly. But that's why all different materials, whatever is valuable to you, says Hashem, I want some of that. And if you give me that, that will reflect your love. There's some silver. There's something copper, which is made in such a gorgeous way that it's more valuable to him than the gold and the silver. This one has a beautiful garment. This one, anything. Hashem wants the giving. 
And some want something precious that you could give. And again, so often in life, we'll see something connected to this in a minute. But as Hashem, but so often in life, what Hashem wants from us is to give something valuable, even if it's not an item. Our time is valuable. To give of our time to someone in need. That's something precious for us that we're giving. When we give something uh, away to any, you know, we give, oh, I don't want this anyway, so we can give it away. That's true, but maybe even something is valuable that we're, that we're, that we are connected to, to even share that in whatever context it is. That's why the Mishkan was made up of so many different materials. Not because Hashem really needed it, but because Hashem wanted everyone to show their expression of love. And He says, maybe this is even a deeper idea of Me'ez Ko'ish Asher Yidvenu Libo. Yidvenu, Pasha says, Nidava, volunteering. But if you turn the page, looking in source number four, maybe He says you can understand it another way. On the third line, Me'ez Ko'ish Asher Yidvenu Libo Klomar. Me'ez Ko'ish Es Kol Asher Libo Mishtokek V'Yichsof Elav. Yidvenu Da'av maybe could also mean desire. From every man, I share Yidvenu Libo. I want something, something that his heart desires. If he gives that to me. V'zeach Smo Tichu Es Trumasi. V'yidvenu L'fizehu Kamo Yidda'avenu. And he quotes differences in, uh, in language and the Aleph is missing. Either way, he says, maybe that's what it means. You give me something of value, then I'll know that you really feel for me and want my Shechina present amongst you. Connected to this, but it's a separate uh, source, but connected to this, similar, is in the Darke Musar. Darke Musar of Naiman uh, has two ideas, but the first one connects to the one we just said. If you think about the first Rashi in the Parsha, what does Rashi say? What do you mean give to me Truma? Rashi quotes, What does Lishmi mean? It has to be Lishma. Give it with good intentions. Good intentions. Ask the Mepharshim, quotes the Darke Musar. We know there's a principle in life. Let's say I'm not feeling it today. Let's say I'm not feeling this mitzvah. Right? That's a, that's a phrase that many of our, our teenagers say. Rebbe, I'm not feeling it. What do you mean you're not feeling it? If you're not feeling it, you do it anyway. Right? And then you'll end up feeling it. But that's a phrase. We know. What does the Gemara tell us? Even if it's Shalol Lishma, even if it's for a purpose, I'm not in the mood, I'm doing it for another, a different reason. Do it Shalol Lishma. Why? Shemitok Shalol Lishma Balishma. It's going to end up, once we do it, once we jump into Torah and Mitzvahs, it's going to come. It's going to be alive. It's gonna, we're going to get on fire. Say, so ask the Mepharshim. So why does Hashem say, only give me the Nidavos Lishma? What if not? What if I don't want to give anything to the Mishkan? I don't, but I, everybody else is. Peer pressure. What, I'm going I'm to be the only one not giving? So I'll give. I don't really want to give. So the, Gemara is, the, the Torah says here, no, don't give it Shalom Why not? It's the same money. Say, ask the Mepharshim. Why is this different? Line three. The Yesh Lomar. Ki afalpi she mitzvah Shalom even though, yes, there are mitzvahs that you could do, every little thing that we do, even with bad intentions, if we do the mitzvah, we do the mitzvah. But building the mishkan is not any mitzvah. Building the mishkan is creating a house 
for Hashem to live in, Kaviyachol. A house for Hashra's Hashchina. That requires purity. Hashem wants to come in a place where He is beloved. Vasuli Mikdash, Vishachanti Besocham. Kedeshi Makom Hashra's Hashchina, Tzorach Lios Lishmadavka, Bekavana, Tahora, Veritsuya. That's exactly what. Hashem wants. This is different. This isn't just any other mitzvah. It requires lishma. And then he quotes beautiful from Ol Yaakov, from the Dubna Magid. He quotes, This what we just said earlier. Why so many different items? Not because Hashem loves them. Because he wants to be in a place which was built by activities that reflected love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's a makam of Ashra HaShchina. Memeila gam ahavaso nitzna imo. Ki be'emes ein l'cha davar ve'ein l'cha makam ha'muvchar yoser l'HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ki em avas Yisrael. What's the greatest, what does Hashem love the most? He loves when Jews get along and he loves when Jews express love for him. Once all the love of all the individuals came, that's a makom. That's a makom to come. Shalolishma, that's that's not. Not in this area. I could shake a lulu of Shalolishma. Something that doesn't it's not directly to bring Ashras Hashrina. Many mitzvahs I could do Shalolishma, but not this one. So that connects to the previous, that's why Lishma. It has to be an Achalolishma. But there's another idea that he quotes, a separate idea. Line 19. I think there's another idea here. Why all of the items? The Purpose of the Mishkan. This is kind of an opposite idea, but we have to need both ideas. The purpose of the Mishkan was not to teach us or to have us go home with the message of there's only spirituality in the Mishkan. There's only spirituality in the Beis HaKnesses, in the Beis HaMedrash. That's where we have to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But when we leave, whatever you want to do. No, no, no. The Torah says, As we know, there's Shechina B'Kol Echad V'Echad. Hashem is going to rest amongst us. You know why the Torah says, bring me your gold and your silver and your copper and all of your materials? So we recognize that each one of these materials can have Kedusha to it. And in our lives, wherever these materials might show up, there could be Kedusha there. Don't think that gold, gold, that's Gashmias. No, 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 gold has Kedusha. Don't think that fine silk is only for Gashmi. No, no, that's also in the Mishkan. Everything's in the Mishkan to teach us that all of these materials has Kedusha. Chadar ha'ochel, Tzorich Leo's Beis HaMikdash. The kitchen, the dining room has to be a Beis HaMikdash too. We make a bracha, we give to the poor. The place where we sleep. Right, where the family sleeps. A husband and wife. Obviously halachas. In the store, in my business. Hin shel chad tzedek, v'lav shel chad tzedek, 
as the Pasuk says, and as is described in Parshas Kiseitse as well. The Iker is to sanctify and realize Kedusha could be anywhere. Even if you're involved in physical raw materials, that could lead to tremendous Kedusha. Sanctify your silver, sanctify your gold, sanctify your physical life. Don't leave it in the don't leave it in the base of Mikdash. And he even says that's exactly what the Gemara says in Zvachim, that each of the big day kahuna is machaper and another Avera. Again, Kedusha relating to outside. The Mechnasayim is Gili Arayas, the Avnei is Hiralev, the Chulu, the Gemara in, the, in uh, Mesech Zvachim. Because the Mishkan is supposed to be a model. Yes, it is intense. It is a place where there is intense Hashras Hashchina. But it's supposed to teach us it's malabin on everything in life could be filled with Kedusha. We mentioned in the past the thought of Ramosha Feinstein at the end of Parsha's Bahar, where the Pasig in Bahar, all the way at the end, I think it's the last Pasig in Bahar, says, I've got the exact Lashon. The same Pasig talks about Shabbos and Beis HaMikdash. And the question is, what exactly is the connection between the two? So Rashi quotes one idea, Chazal has their own idea, but Ramosha says, don't think that religion ends in the Beis HaMikdash. Shabbos Shabbos is anywhere in the world. And just like the Kedusha is in the Mikdash, that's an intense Kedusha, but Shabbos is anywhere. And the Kedusha of Shabbos is anywhere. Shabbos is no more Kadosh in the Beis HaMikdash than it is in the other side of the universe. Shabbos is Shabbos, it's Kodesh Kadoshim, and we have to realize that as well. Okay. Moving right along. The fifth Pasuk. That's a lot to say, one by one. Someone asked this week, Parsha's Truma, you're going to, Parsha's Truma, there's, there's what to say on every Parsha, Baruch Hashem. You just got to research a little, little dig under the, dig under the, uh, under the Psukim a little bit. There's story part of the Torah, and there's Halacha part of the Torah, and there's description part of the Torah, but it's all Torah, and we just have to make sure that we do our best to try to get the proper messages. So here we go. Rashi tells us, One of the hides that are used are the Oros Tchashim. The Oros Tchashim. What are the Oros Tchashim? Rashi says, Min Chaya, it's a type of animal. It was only created for that moment. That moment in history, Hashem created the Tachash. Why? What do we need the animal for? Its skin, its hide was unbelievable with its colors. We can't even fathom it. Think of the most beautiful, colorful animal. Think about a peacock and the, all, the, all the feathers. The Tachash put it to shame. The Tachash was gorgeous, all of its colors. Saskona. Saskona means happy. Okay. Hashem created a special animal at that time so we could use the hides for the hides of the Mishkan. There weren't colorful animals. We needed the super duper extra deluxe colorful animal. Hashem had to create a new animal to be able to use the hides. Mice abracious all over again. Okay, to tell me that you needed a, a worm because you couldn't cut any of the stones, so that was a real need. 
So you needed the shamir because you needed to cut the stone. So you put the shamir on the rock. The rock splits, boom. But here, so you needed a colorful mishkan. Great. So why do you need that? Says the Hagion of Torah, Rafiru. Line five. If Hashem had to create a new Bria for the moment, it must be there was a certain need, just like I mentioned. Just like the Shamir was a need, it must be this was a need too. It must have been so we, we can't build a Mishkan without it. Why? Why do we need the Tachash? Use others. Use zebra skin. Use you want to use kosher animals? Okay, so find some kosher animals. What do we need? Every single color. This type of exception that we don't find Mara al el As we just said, it was very needed. Why was it so needed? Says that Yonah Torah, he's going to have a two-part thought. This is the first part. Ulay Nagid, line 10. It wasn't just that it was colorful, but it had a variety. It had a tremendous number. We don't even know how many. Let's say any color in the universe. Hashem could create such an animal. Colors and colors and colors. And you couldn't even, maybe you couldn't even tell the difference where one color started and one color. It was very colorful. Why so many colors? The Mishkan represents spirituality. It represents a place where people come to be inspired. Each of us are inspired in a different way. Each of us find our own derech to get close to HaKadosh Baruch on the roof of the Mishkan, all the different colors. Because all the ways are valid. Elu ve'elu debri chayim. How one person gets close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and another person gets close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They're both how HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants it. Efshar Liros says, Chashivu social HaMishkan v'har begvanim. Kalachad ro'osa v'arachea. Right? The, 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 the Sifreya Mukubalim quote that at our Sinai, Especially, this works out beautifully according to the Ramban, that this is, the Mishkan is a Hemshech of our Sinai. At our Sinai, each Jew's neshama was there, and we had a personal Kabbalah Satorah. It's like the Amshel Shlomo writes in his Akdama to Baba Kama. We had a pipeline. We each had a separate pipe up to the Shechina, Kaviyachol. And we each had a, why do we always, why do we, we think of things so differently. We can learn something, and you can think one thing, and I can think something else, and we all, different understandings, we all have our own view of Torah, our own understanding, our own appreciation. It's because we all were at Har Sinai, individually, connecting to Hashem in our own way. On the top, we have so many colors because every Jew gets connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in different ways. Within Torah, some Jews get together with a song. Some Jews get together with just being at the Kotel. Whatever it is, we all could take but then he says, yes, each one, and he continues and, and, and uh, along the lines it says, but wait a minute, there are some limitations. 
Not every way every Jew might think could be included. After all, there are people who want to create their own form of Judaism. And that's obviously not one of the colors on the Tachash. So if he said for that, you just have to look down a little bit. What about the rest of the Parsha? Amazing. The Aron, the Menorah, the Shulchan, the Kiar, next, next, in a few weeks. Every Kli is exactly delineated how it's supposed to be built. Exact dimensions. No deviating. No flexibility. Because that's the limit on the colors. Kasher Tziva Hashem es Moshe. If you're within the framework of Avodah Hashem, if we're within the framework of I'm not creating my own religion, but I'm doing all the mitzvos, but different things inspire me within the mitzvos, different types of learning inspire me, different religious experiences, so that's exactly, you got to look up, but it's got to be held together by what's in the Mishkan. So you have the Kalim, and you have the Tachash colors on top. Line 31. Im ha-mitzvah ha-ma'asit muchrechalios mugderes b'li heter listia kalshi if the maisa ha-mitzvos I can't shake a lulav on Rosh Hashanah and expect to get a mitzvah. Right? I can't shake a lulav except on Sukkot. There are specific rules. What if it makes me spiritually uplifted to shake a lulav on, on uh, Pesach? I'm not going to get any schar for that. And it's weird. And it's unusual, and it's baptosif if you're doing a l'shem mitzvah. And it's even an avera. So we are held together, and there is no movement within the Maisa HaMitzvah itself. But appreciating those mitzvahs, and thinking about those mitzvahs, heim rabim, vishonim, v'kulam biyachad, emes achas heim. Right, a beautiful symphony, beautiful uh, view of all of Torah in the Elu Ve'elu Divriyalikim Chaim way. Even though, line 45, You can't do this, can't do that. Yes, we'll have to talk about this, but a little bit later. And we discussed it in the past years. Shlomo HaMelech added on, if you read Sefer Malachim. He built ten more menorahs. And he built ten more shulchans. But, Chazal go into that. They weren't meant to be used. That was just beautifying. In addition to the shulchan, in addition to the menorah, they were added. Maybe he even understood Psukim that way, according to Chazal, based on the larger dimensions of the base Hamigdash as compared to the Mishkan. The Meshachachma suggests. But either way, everything was miduyak, as he says, now towards the end, line 49. There's no room for flexibility when we're talking about doing the mitzvah. I have to do the mitzvah on time. I have to do it exactly how HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Chazal interpreted it. I can't shake an apple instead of an esro, even though I think an apple is a pre Sadar. I have to do exactly how it's understood, but within that, we have to remember the Tachash. We have to remember all the different colors and all the different ways that various Jews are inspired. Okay, next time we see a picture of the Mishkan, we got to see that. And the Tachash, the flexibility, and the rigidity in Yahadus. Again, we can't give up on either of them. 
if you step back about it and think about it, there are those that want to give up on one or the other. There are those that say, no, the rigidity, focus too much on the rigidity, and they don't, we, we don't realize that there are many ways and avenues, and we possible anyone else's kavanas or appreciation. But then we also can't do the opposite. We can't believe in flexibility at the cost of impinging on the integrity of the Maisa HaMitzvah. And think that, you know, as long as my heart's in it, you know, that's, that's all I need. No, there's the rigidity of the mitzvah, of the halacha, of the sifkan and shulchan aruch, plus the added kavanas that add to the appreciation. Okay. Next. The mitzvah of the mishkan. We gotta talk about the mishkan in general. We've, we've already done that, but a couple of other, a couple of other ideas. The asuli mikdash v'shachanti b'socham. Build a mikdash, shachanti b'socham, the mitzvah of building a base mikdash. If you look at the Mishnahis in the end of Zvachim, in source number 8, we know that there were different stages in history, in the halachic history of karbanos. Different stages. Originally, you could bring a karban wherever you wanted. Adam and Noach and the Avos. Wherever you wanted, build a, build a mizbeach. Wherever you want. Once the mishkan was built, it stopped. Mishahukam mishkan, the Mishnah says... Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Once they came to Gilgal, they went into Eretz Yisrael. Okay, 14, you had 14 years, Hutra Abamos. Baal is Shiloh. They come to Shiloh for 369 years. Nasser Abamos. No more. No more. Then Shiloh is, is uh, undone or destroyed, however you want to say it. The Aaron was taken. There was no, there was Givon. It was the, the, then there was, there was a Hector Bamos, you could bring a carbon wherever you want, even though there was a main bum in Givon. Shlomo HaMelech has his final vision in Givon before he ultimately builds the Beis Hamikdash. And once the Beis Hamikdash came along, Ne'esru HaBamos, forevermore, there is no longer any allowance anywhere else to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that special way of Avodas HaKarbanos. Many Achronim discuss, we'll talk a little bit, Bezshem, a little bit on Shabbos, those here in the, in the shul, but many achronim discuss the difference between Beis Hamigdash and, let's say, Mishkan. It's all the same mitzvah. Building a Beis Hamigdash. There aren't two mitzvahs counted, one to build a Mishkan and one to build a Beis Hamigdash. So what is the root difference, conceptually, between the Makom of Hashras HaShchina, that was the Mishkan, and the Makam of Ashras Hashchina that was the Mikdash. So many different ways to say it. I gave you this one from the, the Mishpat Zozav, a contemporary Sefer on Sefer Yoshua, where he talks about the difference. And there are halachic issues. Was there a, a mitzvah of Alil Regel to the Mishkan, like there was to the Beis HaMikdash? Right? There are other halachas that help uh, express the differences between Mishkan and Mikdash. But the way he says it is as follows. Line 8. Ubapashtis nirali achilik. They're centers of Hashras Hashchina, and then there is the ultimate designation, physical and spiritual, in this world. What was the destiny? There's something called destiny. What, what does the Mishnah say? There are places along the way that represent Hashras Hashchina in an intense way. Where there was a Kodesh Kadashim. There was a Kodesh Kadashim and there was a, there was a, a Kodesh. 
but it wasn't destiny. It was wasn't goal. It was it was somewhat of a goal, but it was still means. It never was just a goal. Eser kedushos is kacha Eretz Yisrael. But once we came into Eretz Yisrael and we headed towards Yerushalayim, that was destiny. That was goal. That was the ultimate. The ten kedushos that are listed in the beginning of Masechus Kalim. There's no Mishkan Shelamala where the Mishkan stood. Up in Shemayim in Shiloh, there's nothing special. There's no Mishkan Shelmata and Mishkan Shelmala. Only in the Beis HaMikdash. There's a Mishkan Beis HaMikdash Shelmala that was waiting, so to speak, for the Beis HaMikdash Shelmata to come, right? The Gemara in Psachim. And in Dharam also, the f- seven items that were created before the world was created. One was based on Migdash. Right? Based on Migdash. Based on the Shomala was created before the world and it was waiting for the ultimate. So once you reach the ultimate, once you reach the Shar HaShamayim, as Yaakov Avinu called it, that's it. That's qualitatively different. There are Makomos HaShuras HaShchina even Bizman Obviously not the same, but every shul is a Makom of HaShuras HaShchina. Every place where Jew learns Torah is a Makam Ashrasashina. But qualitatively different jump, that's the base Amikdash. And it even says that's why in, in Navi or in Sufim in Shirashirim, I think, on line nineteen, it's called the base image is called the Tsavar, the neck. Why? Because the neck connects the head to the body. That connects us to what's above us. This is the goal. This is the ultimate. Again, it's an obvious point, but we just have to realize that. This is the ultimate. This is the goal. It might even, in Rav Salvechik's terms, which we're not going to get into it right now, but he talks about the difference between the names of the Mikdash even. There might be even differences in those names. Mishkan might have one of those names, but not, but not all of those names. But there's a lot more, but we'll leave that for now. Let's move on, though, now, to something fascinating. Says the Rambam in Hilchas Beis Abchira in source number 10. The Rambam there discusses the mitzvah of building a Mishkan and building a Mikdash. And he quotes, there are three different areas. There's the Kodesh Kadashim, the Holy of Holies, there's the Kodesh, it is that has the menorah and the shulchan and the small mizbeach and then there's the ulam and then there's the, there's the places. But then the Rambam lists off the seven kalim. The Rambam says there are seven kalim that we are commanded to make. Seven special utensils. What are they? Halacha vav. Hilchas beis abchira. Alavav. Vosem b'mikdash shiva kalim. Mizbeach laola ulashar hakarbanos v'kevesh olimbola mizbeach. The big Mizbeach with the ramp going up. That's a cleat. Okay, it's in front of the Ulam, a little bit south. The Kiyar Vikano. The Kiyar, the washing station with its base. And where it is. The next Kli. So we have the big Mizbeach, we have the Kiyar, we have the Mizbeach Liktores. Umenora, Vishulchan, Vishlashtan, Vitoch HaKodesh, Levikodesh HaKodeshim. Question, how do you, what's considered one, what's considered two, the ramp, the Mizbeach, the Kiyar, the Kano, this is the Halacha. These are the Kalim. There's the Shulchan, there's the Menorah, there's, awesome. Anything missing? Anything missing off of the list? What's the first Kli that we are commanded to make? 
Vaasu Aron at Seishitim. Where's the Aron? The Ramam lists off the Kalim, and as we might say, Iker, Iker, Chasem and Asefer. The most important Kli is not there. Where's the Aron? And if we think it's only here, the Ramam only forgot it here. If you look throughout Hilchas Beis Abachira, the Ramam describes how to build each one of the Kalim. He does not tell us how to build the Mishkan. He does not quote the Psukkim about a gold box and a wooden box and a gold box. He doesn't quote it. Why not? That's the ultimate clean. Especially, we know the Ramban, the Ramban argues on the Ramban, the Ramban says there's a separate mitzvah zase daraisa to build the Aron. Separate from all the other kalim, which is included in Vasuli Mikdash, building the whole Mishkan, the Aron is separate. Separate mitzvah. The Ramban doesn't even count it. Doesn't even quote it. What's the pshat? Why is the Aron, why is the Aron missing? Says Rev Salvechik, it's quoted here in the Igros Hagrid, it was put out posthumously, the letters that he wrote to various people. This one, he wrote to his father. Rav Salvation wrote this to his father because you have an answer towards the bottom left now of page 5. Chubas Agram, Rav Moshe Salvation answered, and then you have an answer back to the comment from, from Rav Salvation himself. Says Rav Salvation, the Mish, the Aron, is very different than any other Kli in the Mishkan. And it's not a question of more important or less important. It's just different. It's different. It's not a chalik. I'll agree with the Ramban. The Aron is not a chalik of the Mishkan. All the other kalim are part of the structure of the Mishkan. The Menorah and the Shulchan and everything. Is, and the Ramban says, no, it's a separate. Maybe the Ramban agrees to that. But the Aron has one purpose. One specific purpose. What it symbolizes, yes. But one purpose, and that is to house the Luchos. Over and over again, the, it's, the Aron is called the Aron Habris. Aron Ha'edus. It's all about what's inside. That's its ultimate purpose. On line 6, he points out, why doesn't the Ramam talk about it? I should have asked another question before I even started the answer. But I'll just throw in the question now. During Bayashani, there was no Aron. We know the Aron, according to different opinions, was it buried underneath? The Kodesh Kadashim was empty during the 420 years of Vayashani. Why didn't they build another Aron? They knew how. Why didn't they build a new Aron? Right, if another Kli got stolen, they'd build another one. Why didn't they build another Aron? Says Rev Salvechik, add that to the questions. Because the Aron is not useful or purposeful if it doesn't have the Luchos inside. The luchos inside give the aron its definition. Its definition is to house the luchos. Line twenty-five. To call asiyaso shala aron eno kiyim shal mikdash uklea mikdash kishar kelim. I hold like the Ramban. It's not part of the Mishkan. Ela kiyubo nemar v'shayach rak leluchos. The dinamu mitzvasim u'detzrichos lios baron. Even the shivrei luchos were in the aron. Line thirty-one. The Alkarchak, the Kiyam Shal Aron, the Dino Nomar, the Chefsa Shal Haluchos, the Tzricham Lios Paaron. Why didn't they build another Aron? What, to have an empty Aron in the Kodesh Kadashim? That's useless. That wouldn't be an Aron. That would be a box. That would be a golden box. The definition of the Aron is with the Luchos inside. And once we didn't have the Luchos, there was no purpose. And 
That, that's what he, uh, that's what he says on line 40. Halopashu, the din shal kodesh kadashim, gabam, hu rakta chefsa shal tzitzenes haman, umakto shal aron bim koman, hu be kodesh kadashim. Why do you put the aron in the kodesh kadashim? Why? Because that gives the kodesh kadashim its definition? No. That's just where Hashem told us to place it. Well, let's say you didn't have the bottle of mun that was in the kodesh kadashim. Right? Would you say that, oh, it doesn't have the status of kodesh kadashim because it's missing the mun or aron staff or any of the other items? No, it's just that's the place where we're supposed to put it. But that's not part of the definition of the structure. The other kalim are part of the Binyan Mishkan, the Shulchan, and the Menorah, and the others. So this is different. So why didn't he quote it as a mitzvah? Why didn't he quote it as a mitzvah then, at least? Why doesn't he describe it as one of the kalim? The answer is because we're not going to have to build another one. Moshe did it. Moshe built the Aron. This is what his father asked him. At the bottom left. Right? What about Lasilavo? Lasilavo. See, he says no. Moshe Rabbeinu fulfilled it. We have the Aron. The Aron's going to be there. And we have the Aron that houses the Mishkan. And he says, in the, all the way at the end, on the next page, Hutzivli miyuchad gabi Moshe levad. That's it, Aaron was different. It is interesting, if this is true, that the Aaron is va'asu in the plural. It's the only one, as the Mepharshim point out. When I have to work that into this Chiddush. But either way, that's what Rav Salvechik says regarding the Aaron different than all the other Kalim. Okay, two more thoughts. Let's continue a little bit with the Aaron. But what was on top of the Aaron? We know we have the kapores on top of the aron and made out of one gold slab are the kruvim. The kruvim, the asisa, shine kruvim, zahav, mikshata, seusa, mishne, kisosa, kapores. Two kruvim made out of one slab of gold on the aron. Question. Ask the Ber Yosef, Reb Yosef Misalant. Those who read... Sefer Malachim, which part of Sefer Malachim is read for the Haftorah this week, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we have the structure of the uh, structure of the base of English built by Shlomo, by Shlomo HaMelech. And two of the, one of the major differences in the, in the structure was that there were huge kruvim that stood very tall with wings spread out, standing on the floor, taking up the whole space of the Kodesh Kodashim. Besides the Aron, with the Kruvim, on top of the Aron, inside the Kodesh Kodashim, were these huge Kruvim that stood on the floor and were there also. And without getting into how Shlomo Melech had the ability to build it, because let's assume that he had Nevuah, and he had the ability to add on, just like he added on the Menoros, and he added on the, the, uh, the, Shul, the Shulchanos. But the question is to bear Yosef is, what's the symbol? What's the, why, why did we need more Kruvin? Okay, you could say the menorah and the Shulchan, maybe they're useful, maybe. But the Kruvin, you don't even see. Maybe you do see, but what's the symbol, what's the message for us regarding the Kruvin? And if it was such an important message, why weren't those Kruvin built in the Mishkan? Right? Why only once we had a Beis Hamikdash? Right? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu receive the command of building these large Kruvin? Says the Ber Yosef. Line 15 on the right side. Source 13, line 15. Vo'inyan bazeh. Ki bimei Moshe Rabbeinu alav ashalom. Shahoyu Yisrael ba'midbar. When B'nai Yisrael were in the Midbar, 
Nobody had to go to work in the Midbar. Nobody had to get up and, you know, say, honey, I'll be back later and uh, I have to... Tough day at the office. There was no working in the Mishkan. In the Mishkan, sorry, in the Midbar, we had our food coming down from heaven. We had everything taken care of. There was no shopping. There was no carpools. There was nothing. It was all us and HaKadosh Baruch that's it. Directly connected, being Nehenemizivashchina. That's one of the Pshatim, even of the Chet of the Maraglim. They felt that this was the ultimate goal. If we go into Eretz Yisrael, we'd lose it. But that's symbolized by Kruvim on top of the Aron. The Aron is the direct connection to Torah, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Kruvim on top, facing each other, was symbolic of that close, direct connection. But in the days of Shlomo, that wasn't the case anymore. That wasn't the reality. Line 33. We were farmers. We were working the land. We have to plow. We have to plant. We have to harvest. Shlomo said two kruvims. Two kruvims. Small ones on top of the Aron and big ones with feet on the ground but looking towards the heavens. Shnei kruvim gedolim gvoam eser amos. Eser amos, very tall. V'rochavim apre rochav kolabais kodesh ha-kadoshim. Omdim ala aretz lahoros al klal beis Yisrael. Sha'akal kulo yefshar lahem lamo tamid. Dvukim ala aretz. When we're out there, we can't have dveikos every second when we're out there in the world. We can't have the direct feeling of spirituality that we have when we're learning in the sheer that we have when we're out making a living or when we're, on, when we're out traveling. We can't have that. So what does Shlomo say? I'm building other Kruvim. Also in the Kodesh Kadashim, also the same type of figure, but feet on the ground, feet in this world, feet in the Olam Hazeh, relating to what we said earlier. We have to be in the Kodesh Kadashim. We have to realize that there will always be certain groups of Jews that we need on top of the Aron. We need Shevet Levi. We need people learning Torah all the time because those are the Kruvim on top of the Aron. But that, those are much smaller than the Kruvim standing on the floor, very large, because that's what most of us are involved in. Most of us are involved out there. Uh, fulfilling what we what we need to fulfill, right? Uh, the uh, the the curse of Adam, but this is what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants from us now, and that's why it wasn't commanded earlier, and that's why it's only now. And you need both kruvim because there are various areas in Am Yisrael, and we have to have our feet on the ground and with the uh, our wings in the air. At the end, line 48, there were still some small ones that were symbolic of the other group as well. The different types of proof. And finally, the last point for the evening is on the Haftorah. The Haftorah we read from Sefer Malachim, the end of Parakeh, the beginning of Parakvav, about the Chachma, Kodesh Baruch gave Shlomo Melech, as we know, I'll give you anything you want, I'll ask for Chachma, and because he asked for Chachma, he got everything. So we read about the different um, structure, the different structures that were built, 
480 years after you see us, Mitzrayim, the base of Mikdash was built. But if you look at the first Pasuk in the Torah, the first Pasuk, Vashem natam lachachma l'shlomo, kasher diber lo, Hashem gave shlomo chachma, vayihi shalom ben chiram uven shlomo, vayichrasu brishnehem. And there was peace between Hiram, a non-Jewish king, who helped him out with some of the supplies, between Shlomo and Hiram. Ask Rav Yonasan Ivashitz, and the Avas Yonasan, his Sefer on Haftoris. What is the connection between the first half of the Pasuk and the second half of the Pasuk? Hashem gave Chachma to Shlomo, and there was peace. Says the Avas Yonasan. Source 15. Hinei Beis Minei Darke Chachma Yesh. There are two types of wisdom. There are two types of Chachma. Number one, Chachma mikoch mazel shenolad, but mazel rover The first type of Chachma is Chachma that, based on my IQ, based on how hard I work, based on, you know, my own, my own abilities, my own skills, that's one level of Chachma. But then there's another Chachma. And that's the God-given present of Chachma when one deserves it. What we might call the natural Chachma and the supernatural Chachma. The working hard Chachma and the gift Chachma. And there are nafkaminas between the two. There are differences. Number one, he says, on line six. If it's the type one type of Chachma, it's step by step. I understand A, and then I can understand B. And see, I can't understand A and B and then L. I can't jump so high. Everything is based on what I previously learned. And there's a, there's a logic to it. But when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem could, boom, at one time, give a person Chachma. Deep Chachma. He could even go to a Russia and give him Nevuah. Bilam and Lavan, if he seems fit. So he could jump. That's one nafkamina. Number two, line 16, yesh o nafkamina, im achachma ba mikoach hamazal, if it comes based on natural, muchrach lios yoshev badad shanan v'shaket, it's basically only, I can't have any other distractions. I can't be involved in anything, I have to just meditate, I have to be in my own privacy, and I have to, I have to just not have anything else going on. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chachma, that he would give, you can be involved in anything. Hashem is giving you the gift. It won't be affected. And that's the Pusik. Shlomo had Chachma from Hashem and he was involved in political alliances and he was involved in the physical building the base of Migdash. This is, this is uh, highlighting and illustrating the unique Chachma of Shlomo HaMelech. It wasn't just natural, but it was a God-given gift as he asked for. That's what he wanted. And Chazal tell us that it's not only Shlomo. Shlomo maybe reached highest heights. But really any of us, if we work hard, if we're Amel, then we get Chachma too. Hashem can also give us Chachma. We think it's difficult. We think it's hard. We think a certain area of learning is hard. We have to do step one to be able to be Zochet to type two. If we do and push ourselves to, as much as we can in the Chachma Mikoach HaMazel, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in our own way, could be mezakeos in the Chachma Mikoach HaKadosh Baruch Hu So as we get into these parshios, you know, when we have to uh, struggle a little more with the Rashis, and uh, we have to push, so it just means that we have to 
push ourselves a little more, and then Hashem promises us. Hashem says we'll we'll be zochet to the special gift of Chachma that He gives to those who are osake in Torah Lishma. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, we will continue. Hashem, as we are into the Parshias of the Mishkan.